Welcome to the party. I'm Sam Ekstrom. On today's mailbag show, a three-team trade, Kirk, Trey Lance, and Lamar. We'll break that down with Reggie Wilson next. Locked on Sports Minnesota podcast. It's endless Minnesota Vikings talk with the diverse voices of your local experts. It's time for the Minnesota football party. It's your guys hanging out talking next level Vikings football. So join in with Pro Football Network's Arif Hassan, Locked On Vikings' Luke Braun, Superior Sports Talk's Luke Inman, and Vikings insider Sam Ekstrom, plus the biggest names in Minnesota football for the Minnesota Football Party. And it starts now. The Wednesday Mailbag Edition is here. I'm Sam Ekstrom of Lockdown Sports Minnesota. Find me on Twitter at Sam Ekstrom. Our Wednesday regular, Reggie Wilson, Care 11 Sports Director, joins us to answer your fan questions about the Minnesota Vikings. He's on Twitter at Reggie Wilson TV. Luke Inman, he's got puppy problems this morning. We're mm. thinking about Rosie Spinman, the dog. Mm. Um, and hopefully she's all right. Uh, so no Luke this morning. Me and Reggie talking Vikings for the next half hour or so. Reggie, good morning. Good morning, Sam. How's it going? Going well. Um, plenty to get to in today's show. We're talking uh, theoretical trade scenarios with the quarterbacks. We've got some free agency talk and uh, an outlook on Dalvin Cook as we stand today. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook partner of Locked On. Make every moment more at FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. You know, as we speak, KJ Osborne is holding court over. Uh, I, th- I think he's probably at his at his residence wherever he lives in the off season. But talking about a crazy story mm-hmm. where he saved someone from a burning vehicle a couple nights ago. Uh, KJ Osborne is is a hero, you might say. He and his Uber driver. Um, and I saw the pictures of the scene. Like this car is in embers like it is burnt to a crisp and apparently kj and a couple others hauled someone to safety so i mean that for vikings news in the offseason that's not something you see every day no it's not it sounds like he was down there in austin texas training getting that work in ahead of next season uh you know he's gonna have that breakout year sam because you know that that's what you expect from him and uh just one of those things, man. You know, he was just a human in the moment. Passes by in his Uber going to wherever he was going to, and he looks and sees the car in flames. And, you know, some people may have just been like, oh, man, that's crazy. And just, you know, just kept mm-hmm. going. But he decided that he wanted to to help. He wanted to put himself in in there and, and help someone and be a human. And like you said, heroic. Him, his Uber driver, a couple other people decided to attend to the need of the person who was trapped in the car and they were able to rescue him out of there. And, and you know, he said there was, you know, he had blood on himself and all that stuff, but mm-hmm. the the person is okay. And, you know, he saved the life. Not, not something that you would expect <laughs> to see or do, but it just seems like human instinct kicked in and, you know, good for him for doing that. Yeah, yeah. And KJ, for those that don't get a glimpse behind the scenes, he is like the best guy ever. 
Like Absolutely. he really, he really is. Like if he becomes a face of this franchise, like if he signs another contract with this team, that's going to be the guy who people are buying jerseys of. That's going to be like the voice in that locker room within yeah. a couple of years, assuming that that he sticks around here long term. So this question comes from Brendan, and it's relevant because everybody's talking about Baltimore right now. Everybody's talking about Lamar. He signs the non-exclusive franchise tag. He can negotiate with other teams. Baltimore can match. Or they can let him go and collect two first-round picks in compensation. So Brendan wonders, would you pull the trigger on a three-team deal that sends Kirk Cousins to San Francisco, Trey Lance and picks to Baltimore, and Lamar and picks to Minnesota? Would you sign off on that? Nah. Nah, I I think if if you were the Vikings, yeah, you you'd probably you know be okay with doing that. But also the tough part about that is you have to pay Lamar, and they're up against it as it is with the cap. Like they have a decision to make on Kirk on what they do with that because they can't go into next season with that number. I want to say it's something like forty eight million cap hit with Kirk. So, like, they have to do something with that anyway. And I know that they can structure these contracts in a way that helps them with the cap. So that could be a situation. I think the problem with this deal is you have two known commodities. You got Kirk. You got Lamar. But you don't really know a whole lot about Trey Lance. You know, by the time mm-hmm. it was time to really collect intel on him, he broke his leg and it was it was over. It was curtains. And so you don't really know what you're getting. So I don't think that Baltimore will be, you know, I understand you get picks and all that, but I don't know if Baltimore would be cool with gambling on a guy like Trey Lance, where he seems to be like a a, a poor man's version of the guy that they are trying to negotiate with right now in in Lamar Jackson. And it sounds like from everything that I've read, and heard it sounds like the Ravens are more or less just posturing here they're like you know what we've come to the end of the road with how we're negotiating with Lamar let's let Lamar see his value in the open market and he can sign a deal if he wants to but he'll see what his value is and we'll just go ahead and match that because yeah, we're, we're tired of talking to Lamar at this point. So he'll either sign this franchise tag or he'll sign with someone else or he'll see what his value is on the open market based on what others are you know, offering and doing. And he'll decide like, oh, yeah, Baltimore is where I need to be. They, they're going to take care of me. I think the problem right now is there's a lot of collusion talk in the NFL because you, you saw how like five different teams through sources – came to, came out yesterday saying that oh yeah we're not we're not interested in Lamar Jackson's services and i think that is so weird you know to 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 get into like the the Brian Windhorse you know why is that why is that you know like what's going on in utah what's going on in baltimore like <laughs> i don't really know what's going on there but like you know with with people talking about the collusion thing i know um florio yesterday on pft was like it's hard to prove something like that because you just have to find evidence that usually is not there it's it's kind of fleeting 
up in smoke. But it seems like there's a a, a little bit of a of a, an agreement there. The NFL is just like, hey, look, we we want to keep Lamar, okay? Like the Baltimore owner, <laughs> he's just like. Eh. Let's just throw me a bone here, guys. Like, let's let him like think he's in control on this one. But you know, we really hold the cards. We want to keep the guy. So, you guys can act like you're interested, but you guys are not really interested. Okay, just just let this thing play out. And it seems like Lamar's kind of digging his heels in, and he's just like, they're like, okay, Lamar, what about this? He's like, Deshaun. Okay, but what about this? This offers some incentives, Deshaun. But Lamar Deshaun, I want what Deshaun got. Yeah. And it doesn't seem like anybody in the NFL is okay with paying what Deshaun Watson got. It sounds like Jimmy D. Haslam, they were both off their rockers and gave Deshaun Watson that fully guaranteed deal. And the NFL, the rest of the NFL was just like, whoa, 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 hold on. You here. broke the market. Let, let's not do that. Uh-uh, uh-uh. That's not what we do here. You didn't consult with us before you did that. And also, Deshaun, from last year, I know he was knocking the rust off of his game, but he did not look like a, a quarterback that you would pay $230 million for. Nope. And so looking at this, I just don't know, and especially now that they franchise tagged him, I don't know that – other teams have much of other recourse. Like, I don't even know that a three-team deal like that could even happen. Right. I don't know if that's legal anymore. You're, you're right. No. You're right. So that that's kind of a thing. I mean, it's it's good in, in dream world and la-la land. I know um, Minnesotans who are Vikings fans have been kind of clamoring for the outside chance to land a guy like Lamar Jackson. But I just don't think it's going to happen. Boy, this is uh, this is interesting. The whole Lamar saga mm -hmm. is interesting. Um, like clearly, something was going on late last season that kind of resembles what's going on with Cat right now, right? Yeah, just like this this very ambiguous timeline stuff going on behind the scenes that you don't really understand, but you you sense that it's not super warm and fuzzy. Um, and obviously Lamar is a different situation because he was in a contract year and he's his own agent and that muddies the waters. Um, but I, I, I do wonder how that period of time kind of harmed his reputation around the league. Um, because I mean, Reggie, look at this guy's resume five years in the league. He's won three quarters of his games and he is a top 1% athlete and he's only 26 years old. So in theory, all these teams that came out and said we're not interested in Lamar, these are all the teams that should be interested in Lamar. They're the quarterbackless teams. The Panthers, the Commanders, the Raiders, the Dolphins might not have Tua. Um, so it makes all the sense in the world that somebody in that group would want this guy. Um, so what what is going on here? You know what 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 is happening behind closed doors? I'm so intrigued by it. As far as this theoretical uh, deal goes, honestly, I would be more, I think, prone to like embrace this as a Vikings follower. I think if it was Lance coming back, like I think if you're really resetting the day, if you're resetting things here in Minnesota and you want to get that quarterback on rookie money and do what all the other teams have done to sort of, you know, find their franchise guy, surround him with talent, like 
Jalen Hurts and, you know, Burrow and before he signed the big deal, Mahomes and, and Herbert, all these teams in the AFC are doing this. Um, if Lance and Picks came the way of the Vikings, I would I'd be kind of fired up. Like, I think that would be an acceptable reset to a lot of Vikings fans because of the connection they already have to Trey Lance, because of the kind of untapped ceiling of Trey Lance. We don't really know that he's good, but he's also shown nothing to suggest that he's bad. Um, I don't know. Were you at the, the joint practices, Reggie? I thought Trey Lance looked very exciting to me. That That is a quarterback with a cannon that I think fans would really embrace even if there were some growing pains uh obviously lance is a very intriguing quarterback to me is he to you yeah i mean i just want to see a little bit more though and it sounds like out in san francisco they're not necessarily so like the things that they've been saying <laughs> yeah john lynch is like scratching his head like yeah we love trey lance yeah and it's like hey man stop that stop that why why are you scratching up there what, what's going on like i think the tough part is is you would have loved to have seen more and obviously they saw more in form of like practices and you know, they have a little bit more on tape than maybe we do just because, like, you know, what did he play? Like, a couple games and then it was over for him? Like, and, and then in the games that he did play, it was just like, eh. Like, but, you know, he probably was just feeling his way around. And, and it's kind of similar to, like, Jordan Love. Like, in the games that we saw Jordan Love, it was just like, eh, I don't know. But then, like, when he got a little bit more playing time, you you could see like okay all right they could possibly move forward with this guy and i think yeah like from a from a standpoint of like oh like we can build the team and have this guy on this rookie deal and and all that like i think that is intriguing but also it's just like you know this is a new regime and you know they they've stuck by Kirk Cousins and i think if this new regime was going to go with a, a young developing quarterback. I don't know. Maybe they would choose to pick their own guy, their own like new guy, instead of trying to do this thing with Trey Lance. But I, I do see mm. a, a path there. There's a history with Shani and Kirk. And so it's like, there could be something there and that gets Kirk's money off the books and, you know, all of that. But at the same time, you know, you and I sat in that presser after the season and listened to Kevin O'Connell say, look, is this championship expectations? Like we saw what the 49ers did last year and they were hitching their wagon to Lance, but we saw their ceiling last year. So they had championship expectations Kevin O'Connell said the Vikings have championship expectations. And if you reset like that, I don't know that you are expecting to go very far with the guy who's still young and developing and you still need to kind of figure out who he is. I mean, he could be a, a young burgeoning, you know, Patrick Mahomes type, you know, there was not a lot out there on Mahomes before he started his first game and, and wild things, but I, I don't know. I think that's the problem. I just 
he's been in the league now for a couple of seasons and you still just don't know who he is. The the 49ers are playing a game of the bachelor right now with quarterbacks. You know, they've got Brock Purdy and Trey Lance in their building. They've got Jimmy Garoppolo who is like kind of outside the gate, but they're like, Hey, come on, come on back in Jimmy. We want to give you a rose or Tom Brady. Hey, Hey Tom, you want to come on back? We've got a rose for you too. Like they've, and they, they can't keep everybody. They, they can't do it all. So there are, there are scenarios where San Francisco trades Trey Lance. And uh, I think the Vikings probably are in that discussion. It's very interesting talker. Um, Plenty more to chew on. Free agency. Um, we got a good Lewis scene question from Michael about his role next year. Uh, but before we get to that, uh, FanDuel brings you today's program and all programs on Locked On Sports Minnesota. FanDuel Sportsbook is America's number one sportsbook and the official partner of Locked On. If you're a new customer, you want to get in the action on FanDuel, download the app, sign up, and get a no-sweat first bet. Up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. So many ways to wager. You can stack your bets up in an NBA or NHL game for a same-game parlay, a chance at bigger payouts. Very easy to use in the app. Um, you can wager on golf. You can bet who's going to win the next hole out of a certain grouping. It's a lot of fun. Check it out, fanduel.com slash locked on, fanduel.com slash locked on. Get your no sweat first bet today, up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Make every moment more with Fanduel. All right, we got some good questions here. Let's uh, let's kind of fly through these. We got four or five that we can uh, touch on before this show's done. From Maurice, which need should the Vikings fill in free agency instead of the draft so what what don't you trust them to address in the draft reggie that you would like them to uh just handle in free agency hmm that is an interesting one but i will say maybe um corner depth you know like i know a lot of people mm-hmm. some of these um things that i've seen mock drafts things like that have pick the have had the Vikings picking a cornerback early in the draft and that's fine but then we saw what happened last year when they picked the corner early in the draft I know it's it's not always going to be the same I mean we saw like sauce this past year was electric uh woolen from Seattle was fantastic I know that there it can be done, but I think if if you want to move forward with, you know, as aggressive of a defense as you think Flores will have, I think you, you need some corners who are sturdy and some guys back there who can really be aggressive and and play well. And, you know, rookies make mistakes and I get it. Either either you you live with that, with them taking their lumps. I know a lot of people have been talking about um Julius Brents from K-State, long, rangy guy. Love him. Yeah, he may go early in the draft. That that could be a name that the Vikings pursue. But it's just hard to tell with rookie corners, man. You just never know. You know, um, McDuffie had quite a bit of playing time in Kansas City last season, but I think he was still kind of figuring some things out. And so I think if you went cornerback or DB – in terms of free agency, you could 
address that need, but also have a guy who just understands the game at a different level because they've been playing in the league already. And I think that's that's something to me um, that they could address in in free agency as opposed to the draft. Not saying that they can't draft, but I think maybe as far as like starting corner caliber um, player may address in free agency as opposed to the draft. Yeah, Quazy said something very wise and very true last year. I can't remember exactly when he said it. It was shortly after the draft that you don't draft for needs to fill the year of. You're drafting to team build. Um, you're taking the best players, the best talents that you can find. That's why you draft someone like Lewis Seen, who doesn't have a clear starting role, but you obviously are banking up talent for the future. You don't count on rookies to fill in the cracks. And if you do, that's a big risk. It's a huge risk. Um, we've seen very few first-round picks come in and immediately contribute in recent years in Minnesota. Justin Jefferson, it's kind of an exception. Like That doesn't always happen that way. Um, so I, I think that to answer the question, I would say if you have needs, by all means, draft someone, but supplement. Supplement in free agency. For instance, at linebacker, um, I think you can get a linebacker to fill in for Eric Hendricks in the, the early to middle rounds, but I would have somebody for $2 million. I suggested Corey Littleton earlier this week that can come in for a year and be a stopgap. I think that savvy veteran pickups in free agency, that's how good teams operate, is they, they stay lean, they stay financially flexible, they have those short, intermediate contracts they give out, and those bridge the gap to the rookies. I think that's how Quazy is already operating, because you saw sort of those, those shorter-term deals he gave out in free agency last year. Jordan Hicks, Harrison Phillips, Chris Reed, two or three years, kind of a sweet spot um, for this new GM the Vikings have. From Michael, speaking of Lewis Seen, if he's healthy enough to start, any chance they move Bynum to a nickel hybrid role in the new look defense? He played cornerback in college, not familiar if he can play nickel, could save some money and still pick up a cheap nickel corner. I did look this up. He did not really play nickel in college. He was a wide cornerback. But uh, what do you think about moving Bynum around to make room for scene or vice versa, Reggie? Maybe uh, put scene in that kind of role. Yeah, I, I can see it. You know, I, I think Bynum is a playmaker. And so I think if you find different ways to put him in and, and allow him to do his deal, I think that could work. So we're we're in this scenario. We're assuming that Harry is back again, right? Yeah, let's assume that for now. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, yeah, I, I like that. I think what's tough about seeing is kind of the same thing that I said about Trey Lance, like, you just don't know a whole lot about what he's going to bring or what he can bring. He never really cracked into the starting defense last year or just in the defense much at all. He was right. on special teams quite a bit, and that's where he suffered the injury. Um, and, you know, you don't know how he's going to come back from the, the leg injury. He looks like he's progressing with his rehab. But I, I think the tough part about, you know, forecasting that is we've seen – Cam Bynum, we've seen what he can do. We've seen that he could play at a high level. You know, hopefully with this new scheme and with some different coaching, 
he could even get that much more over the top because there were times last year where he was out of place. There were times last year where he, you know, left a little bit to be desired in his coverage. But mm -hmm. I think the the thing that you want to see this year is him take another step. And honestly, more than anything in that scenario, I just want to see Lewis seen on the field getting significant playing time. They drafted the guy in the first round last year, obviously to be a playmaker on that defense. Like, I just want to see him out there. Yeah, as do I. Um, I I'm with you. I think that scenes health is a different conversation than scenes ability to be a starter in this defense. Um, I'm sure that his progress probably got stalled a little bit. Like you can only do so much when you're rehabbing, right? Like you can watch the games, you can study, but it is hard to get to replace those reps that he missed out on. So I think physically he's still got a little ways to go before he's maybe ready to stand back there and, and, basically knock someone out of the starting lineup or force them to switch positions. I think if anything, I think that you go into this season with a similar mindset, assuming that you have Harrison and Bynum, I think you find creative ways to use scene. Uh, we saw in training camp three and even four safety looks sometimes on third down. I remember against the 49ers in the joints, they used Metellus scene, Bynum and Harry on the field uh, all at the same time. I think that you will see seen. He will be seen, but uh, I don't know if it's going to be in a starting role uh, right away. I still think that he's the future after Harrison Smith. And hey, there's maybe a scenario where Harrison Smith isn't back. And then it's a different conversation uh, for sure. Still got some more questions uh, about the Vikings official cereal brand. And uh, is Kirk's contract fair based on the market? that we're seeing now with quarterbacks. After I tell you about Built Bar, Built Bar is a delicious, nutritious treat. And you can get it now in stores. And all the great flavors, the 100% real chocolate. Yeah, you can get it in uh, Walmart, pharmacy section. Go to Sam's Club, the pharmacy section there. Get the 13-bar box. Get the 4-bar box. Get the great flavors. Cookies and cream, double chocolate, coconut puff. We tell you about Built Bars all the time. And we're serious about it because these things are so good and they're good for you. A great supplement to your nutrition. 100% real chocolate, amazing macros, only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 17 grams of protein. I love them for a little fuel up in the afternoon if I'm dragging a little bit. They are so delicious and you don't have all the fat and calories. So again, it's Walmart, it's Sam's Club, pharmacy section. Get some Built Bars today. And of course, you can always order at Built.com. All right, rapid fire, Reggie, to end the show. Um, Shane, he said he's kidding, but I actually want to answer the question. If the Vikings had an official cereal, what would that cereal be? I mean, if they were better at field goals, Reggie, mm. I think it would be kicks, right? But they're not. So is it tricks? Do they, They're not really a trick play kind of team. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't know now. I mean, I'm, I'm conflicted. That's a good uh, question, though. You know what? I go Wheaties mm. because you know they're good for you. At times, you know they 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 start off strong, and then you know, but if if you leave them in the milk too long, they get all soggy and and you know, 
<laughs> slippery and whatnot. You, you yeah. know where I'm going there. And so I yeah. think, you know, based on how they finished last year, they were in the milk too long, I think. And <laughs> it got then they, they weren't very palatable after that. I feel like Kirk eats his Wheaties in the morning. Like mm-hmm. that's, he has like off-brand Wheaties though. Like, cause it saves him. Like he's got a coupon. <laughs> he goes to the store. Goes to, yeah. From Aldi. From Aldi. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The off-brand Wheaties. It's just called like toasted wheat, toasted wheat cereal. Yes. Um, in the cousin's household. Uh, from Olivia. Do you think Cook will be back? Uh, what's your what's your gut tell you as of today, Reggie? Your updated instinct on Dalvin Cook. My updated instinct. Uh, yeah. I want to say he'll be back. I want to say he'll be back, but I, I just wonder if they will ask him to restructure his deal again. Like, can, mm-hmm. can you can you do us a little favor, Dalvin? I know he enjoyed being there. Kind of weird comment from his agent a couple weeks ago on Instagram saying that, you know, if, if he had a coach who knew how to use him, it's just like, whoa, what are we, what are we doing? Are we headed for a split here? Do you want him to stay in Minnesota? But I think, you know, I, I would. The trend in the NFL though is just getting a young back having kind of like a platoon situation so like i can see it if they decide that they want to go in a different direction but i mean the guy is is a i mean he's a perennial pro bowler like i don't know i don't know that you just let the guy go for nothing yeah i I think with all these guys you probably have an offer um you know i assume that they approached eric hendricks and probably said here's the offer and kendrick's I assume said no. Again, I'm assuming. But when you have players like that, you probably always try. It's just a matter of how hard are you going to try? How flexible are you going to be in a negotiation? So I think the Vikings probably do have a number in their mind. And if they're willing to match that, great. Um, But uh, based on some of the agent comments, I could see them being open to leaving and trying out the open market. And uh, maybe finding a place that isn't quite as pass happy as the Minnesota Vikings new offense. So I'm, I'm about 25% that he stays at this point, uh, Olivia, to answer your question. Um, Dustin, I haven't really read this one through yet. Cause we got it pretty recently with the QB salary average going up and Kirk, not even being in the top 10 anymore. Should we start viewing all these big cap hits as the norm? The total cap amount went up by the equivalent of two, first round top players. So I'm not totally tracking that last sentence there. Um, But I think the gist of this is Kirk Cousins contract as it is today. It's, it's, it's pretty fair. Like the number today um, has been surpassed by so many other contracts that he is not an Uber expensive quarterback. Now he's not on rookie money. Like the difference between rookie money and Second contract money is just absurd. I mean, that's why you want the rookie quarterback because the difference. Um, But I think that the conversation changes, Reggie, if he signs an extension because now all of these big contracts have set a new quarterback market. And that, I think, is what why the Vikings would hesitate to give him a long-term deal is because now you've got Daniel Jones signing an average of $40 million per year. And I know that only half of that is guaranteed or whatever, but... I think the Vikings are going to be very cautious allowing 
you know, Kirk to sign this new extension when the market has just been set so high? I think the problem is, is his cap hit this year. They have to do something different. They have to lower that number so that they can get underneath the cap. You know, Kendrick saved them nine and a half mil, Mm -hmm. but they came into this 24.4 million in the hole. And so they got to do some stuff like just restructuring these deals and all that stuff. That's not going to help them. Like they need to get well under the cap because, you know, if they want to sign some free agents, they have to sign their draft class, you know, like all these things have to happen. I think what you've seen is I don't know if Daniel Jones and Kirk Cousins can even be put in the same sentence, which is hilarious to say because he chopped the Vikings up last year right. in the playoffs. But well, in the in the regular season game, he was pretty good too. But the guy threw 15 touchdowns last year. What I think we've seen is this quarterback market is just being reset. It's to the point where it's just like, look, the next man up is just breaking the last deal. And whether or not he is a leader or not, it doesn't seem to matter. I saw a list yesterday that had all these quarterbacks on there, you know, Dak Prescott, Matt Ryan, you know, like all these guys are on this list. And between, I think it was like 12 guys, between all 12 quarterbacks, like you've got cap numbers in the high 30s, low 40s. Two playoff wins this past season between all of them, Mm -hmm. outside of Patrick Mahomes, because Mahomes was on the list too. That's just kind of the going rate for quarterbacks right now. We saw the the two deals that that Cousins signed before last offseason to get him to that point. Like, he's signing fully guaranteed deals, getting paid. It's just like if you are even a decent quarterback, you're getting paid. And that's just kind of the going rate. So, like, I don't know that you're just like, oh, I don't know if Kirk is worth it. Like, no, like, I don't think quarterbacks are, quote, unquote, getting what they're worth. I think they're getting what the market is dictating. And if that's where they are, then, you know, Kirk is competent enough to to do what they need to do. Can he win them a Super Bowl? That remains to be seen. But we have seen that Kirk can operate very well in the offense. And so you got to pay a guy like that. Yeah, like so, some of these big quarterback cap hits, they're they're just lemons. I mean, you, you don't want to be the team that pays Ryan Tannehill 36.6. You don't want to be the team that paid Matt Ryan 35.2. Um, there is a risk attached where, okay, if you pay Kirk what the market says and Kirk plays like he did last year and, and honestly most years, I think you can say that you're getting your money's worth, but you don't want to be on the team that harpoons their cap and their performance by giving a quarterback that kind of money and not getting the absolute best from that quarterback that they can offer. And that's why I think there's risk attached to extending Cousins into a place where he becomes the new Matt Ryan. That is my fear, is that Kirk Cousins becomes Matt Ryan at some point, that he turns into a pumpkin, gets a little older and loses his touch just enough to where uh, he can no longer, you know, keep the Vikings in games. So there, I, there's so many good talkers, Reggie. It's unbelievable this uh, time of year, 
how easy it is uh, to talk NFL, even though we're in the heart of the off season, uh, it still feels very much alive. Uh, all right. We've got some other questions that we can save for a future week. No need to, to pack them all in now. I thought that was a lot of fun, Reggie. Thanks a lot for your input and your analysis. It's uh, appreciated as always. Absolutely. He's Reggie Wilson. Find him on Care 11, Care 11 Sports Director. He's on Twitter at Reggie Wilson TV. Reg, anything big coming up on the sports cast tonight? Uh, we're talking KJ Osborne because, you know, like I said, he's, he's talking um, about his uh, rescue that he had in Austin. He was on his way home to, to Miami, spending some time down there to uh, train, getting ready for next season. He, you know, grind don't stop. Uh, we're talking that. Timberwolves, less than, you know, pleasurable performance last night. Wild. You know, that was a, a disappointing finish yesterday after ex exhilaration, thinking that Spurgeon I, won the thing. I know. In overtime. Yeah, just – Man, that's just tough, man. Just tough. But, you know, uh, we also are talking to the Loons this week, kicking off their season on Saturday, for better or for worse, snow or not, <laughs> this weekend. So we'll be talking to them. And uh, got an action-packed show on Friday as well, CARE 11 Sports Extra. Uh, got a couple stories from Julia, a story from Will. Really cool, like, Friday pre-selection Sunday story from Will on a, a star player from Iowa State who's from the Twin Cities, D. LaSalle High School star. And Dave uh Kelsher. Yeah. And and Julia has a story on uh if anyone wants to be a, a Zamboni driver at Braemar as well. So that's gonna be fun. We're bringing that to you this week on the Sports Extra. Does Julia drive the Zamboni in the piece? You have to watch to oh, find out. Man, okay. I'm tuning in for sure. Care eleven. Uh, if you have Comcast like me, it's channel 811 in high definition. Um, I've got it memorized. Got it locked away up there. That's Reggie Wilson. I'm Sam Ekstrom. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube. Comment below. What do you think about that Kirk Cousins contract? Uh, we'll talk to you on Thursday with Reef, Luke Braun, Luke Goodman back in the saddle. And uh, we appreciate you watching. So long, everyone. Be blessed. Spread love this week.